Hey, welcome to Texas! He's a 10. I choose this family. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 55 of the 911 Lone Star Roundup. I'm one of your hosts, EJ, and with me today are my lovely co-hosts, Katie. Hey guys. And Grace. Hi everyone. Today we'll be talking about season three, episode eight of 911 Lone Star, titled In an Unlikely Event of an Emergency. Before we get into the episode and discussion, we wanted to definitely give you a trigger warning. This episode contains a lot of discussion and depictions of um, substance abuse, loss of a parent, and just a lot of stuff that, you know... If it's not your cup of tea, it touches you. It's okay to skip this one. We're not, you know, we don't expect you to listen to something that's going to make you struggle. Um, yeah. You know, and and you guys know I've totally. talked. I've lost both of my parents, so this episode hit me like a totally different way than it did uh, Katie and Grace. But yeah. So with that said, let's get talking because we've got quite a bit to talk about. This was an intense episode. Yeah. And if you do skip, we'll still be here next week. So yeah. come on yeah. back. <laughs> and we have like uh, 54 other uh, podcasts you can listen to. There's right. plenty other oh, Lone yeah. Star episodes you can watch. Need something this- happy? Go listen to us talk about jinks. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and if any of you wanted, we can give you a Cliff Notes version of the episode if you didn't watch it or want to listen. So Certainly. Yeah. I already have a friend who's lost a brother-in-law recently to um substance abuse and i'm like yeah please don't watch that episode <laughs> yeah and she's like yeah. thank you for telling me and I, so i gave her kind of the cliff notes version she's like well i'll have to decide if i'm gonna watch it but she's like i don't think i'm going to and i'm like that's fair yeah and that's actually something else i'd like to talk about just really quick before i get into everything um it's a little late for maybe this episode but like y'all if you are watching an episode that has a lot of uh triggering stuff really graphic and you know someone who's going through something right now or just had something similar along these lines mm-hmm. reach out to them um yeah. maybe they saw the episode and they might be triggered or maybe they haven't seen the episode yet and need a warning that this isn't you know this might be one they want to avoid because mm-hmm. i can only imagine how it was for people that aren't connected in the fandom or anything that let just mm-hmm. tune in week to week and they didn't know this was going to happen or maybe they just didn't have surprise warning and they saw something that maybe they just weren't prepared to see so yeah. you know yeah you Such see something good, struggling yeah, see something say something yeah that. Exactly. Yeah. And also like major props to Ronan because he went on yeah. his stories right away before yeah. the episode even mm-hmm. aired. And he said, like, don't feel bad if you don't watch this. Like, right. I understand. Like, don't, it's not worth it. And mm-hmm. I love that. Like, thank yeah. you. It's very rare that an actor yeah. will do that. So yes, props to Ronan for doing that. Um, yeah, you know, I have a family ma- or a friend who's um, gone through domestic violence. And so that episode, I think it was 205, was the one where Carlos had to come in on the gallery. Was that nine, the, it was the uh, pizza nine pizza one call, I remember. Order, yeah um I I did it totally spaced and I forgot to mention it to my friend and she's like I really wish you'd have told me about that because as soon as it started happening she's like uh yeah so I felt really bad because that had happened because in the past I have warned her about things that have happened so it was just an accident on my part but yeah um definitely check on those check on your friends and family especially if you know that you know some things could be triggering for them you know well, as a said, fandom I just yeah. want to add that as a fandom we disagree about a lot of things and we can have a lot of issues but in this you know there's a certain amount of unity like ej's done a lot of warning i've never known anyone to really warn this but i i'd like Mm -hmm. i would in any case Mm -hmm. i don't know about uk but like i can imagine we'd all do it if we had our son 
And so, you know, this is just one of those cases. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, well, we're not exactly getting away from the heavy stuff, but uh, let's start talking about what we're all talking yeah. um, about. So this episode starts like very intensely um so there's nothing on screen except the little uh, graphic that they use whenever they show the 911 call and it's literally the 911 call of the guy who hit Gwen the bicyclist so we find out that he was he's a bicyclist in New York making some deliveries and hit her and she had fallen and hit her head pretty badly and was bleeding a lot and he checked her pulse and there's no pulse and she's just not moving and then he says well what do I do with the baby um, because you could tell that the 911 operator was realizing as he's saying like no she's not breathing no she's not this no she's not that that she was gone and I, I know there are times when people have fallen and like like hit their head at just the right angle, just the right thing. And there's a lot of blood loss and they pass away super quickly. So this isn't like super out of the realm. I was just really shocked that they decided to use a bicyclist. Yeah, well, I'm actually like the way it played out, I actually like, and I think it's it's realistic rather than if she mm-hmm. were to be like, hit and like it had to boot do like internally right. rather than like, I'm glad, not glad, I'm it makes more sense that it was a head injury because it mm. it wouldn't have made head injuries sense. are so unpredictable. They are you you rattle your brain just right and everything changes. Uh, and and head injuries bleed mm. a lot. Yeah. So because there's a lot of little nerves and a lot of little blood vessels up there that and also like the blood flowing from our heart is powering our like uh, one of our other most important organs which is the brain uh so you have blood going everywhere throughout your body if you didn't then you have you have some problems um but (laughs) um like the head is a particular spot for that um and also i just want to say i felt so bad for the bicyclist oh, he yeah. looked away one minute and then everything just completely changed yeah. so apparently like, she had just walked out into the street or stepped down or something and he just had that one moment and and that's how an accident happens i, I felt bad for him because you know he's whether he wants to you know he'll carry this for the rest of his life yeah and it was yeah. literally an accident so it's yeah. not like he could be mm-hmm. like thrown in jail for manslaughter or anything because it was not premeditated oh, yeah. or anything so he'll yeah. carry this for the rest of his life that you know he made it had an accident that caused you know and what really got me i mean this whole episode got me but like geez, these like this moment of you know like when he talks to the 911 dispatcher about a baby, about the baby in the stroller, you can hear Jonah in the background crying. And mm-hmm. then she's like, well, is the baby hurt? And she's like, no, but I think she pushed the baby out of the way or whatever. And then like, he starts talking to the baby, like he starts talking to Jonah. He's like, your mama loved you. And it was just like, wow. And I, yeah. I know there's been comments. Um, Tim Maneer has said that this, he lost his mom, I guess, last summer. Yeah. Or yeah last year. That. So yeah. this in a way, this episode was not only like was kind of help for him, like saying goodbye to his mom who passed away. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, if you think cool. about it, just yeah, this is this means a lot for a lot of people, and probably anyone who's making this particular episode, like who had lost a parent, this was hitting hard for them. And yeah. really, she did save her child because if you think about it, if he'd struck the bicycle, because I'm picture this, he's going straight down the bicycle lane, he's doing a delivery of some kind, like he yeah. is, he just hanging straight to his destination. So he 
sees a stroller ahead of him going full speed he can't stop and if he hit the stroller he probably could have killed jonah just with the speed for peanut which that i'm sorry if that disturbs anyone here but like realistically speaking like she did save her child because that could have killed him right and i especially an adult can recover a lot better than a kid obviously the adult did not recover in this situation right but that was more of a freak thing that's always it's human instinct to protect the child i mean so that's so and especially a mother's instinct so and and i i'm glad so this answered a lot of questions and this was like the first two minutes like of the episode there was no people on screen it was just these two voices talking you know the dispatcher and then the kid calling and you know all of us had questions as to how did she die you know is enzo dead too like is you know what's going on you know we had all these questions so now we were answered all those questions of you know enzo is still alive this was an accident well Um, well we knew enzo wasn't there so we knew that but it was just like Honestly, for me, I didn't even question if Enzo was alive or not. It was people that are that are literally asking me, oh, I think, or people telling me the theories, oh, I think that Enzo and Gwen are dead and that um, TK's going to have to adopt his brother. And I'm like, absolutely. It, it was not. mainly the people, everything that I saw was mainly the people that wanted Carlos and TK to take the baby that were like, oh, Enzo's dead. They're not ready Literally the depiction of wishful thinking. <laughs> They're not I, ready for that. That I agree with but no, they're not ready for that Absolutely I was hoping not. the entire time I'm like do not put this into the storyline right? yeah because I, this is not their point yeah it's not, not the their point. point one day yeah one day one day it, hopefully exactly. soon because they're really cute babies but not uh, this soon yeah I also found it like ironic when the bicyclist said his name is liam benson and i'm like okay so we're in new york his name is liam benson i'm like i like to say that that's a coincidence but i don't find it a coincidence no that's that's a that's that's it's too similar like it's just like ah okay right um so our next scene we see cab pulls up to a very sketchy location and we start wondering what the heck's going on here um, and the cab driver says, lady, are you sure this is where you want to be? And Gwen is in the back seat. She goes, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, at first, at, first, I, at first, I didn't realize this is a flashback. Right. And I was like, oh, so neither. are they showing the scene? This yeah. is kind of odd. Like, what the heck? Right. That yeah, was exactly yeah. me. Because I'm like, okay, cab's pulling up. Like, uh, immediately you could tell this was like New York basis. And I'm like, right. okay. especially since there was... I-, I couldn't really tell what was happening in the background at first. I didn't yeah. really get a grasp on it until we saw Gwen. And yeah, I was like, same. oh, wait, this is a flashback. Yeah, and so when then, at first, I thought they were yeah. at the accident in some right, way. And so I'm like, this makes after, no sense. Right. After Gwen says, I'm sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's not, we see that it's in 2017. So it's this flashback to 2017 where, um, so what TK would have been what? So four, five, 24, maybe 23. So 20, yeah. 23, 24. Okay. So um, Gwen's walks into this, basically a drug den, which is a bunch of druggies kind of all doing their own thing in these different rooms. And she walks in and finally finds TK in one of the random rooms higher than a kite. And he's got a needle sticking out of his arm and he's like half passed out. See, I could feel her like fear 
walking through because let's be honest like a lot of the drugs they were just doing their own thing a lot of them weren't very coherent but you also don't know what someone's taken and a lot of drugs can make you volatile um so she was also walking through there if she'd run across the wrong person who had just taken the wrong thing she could have gotten hurt and so thought she was a cop or something yeah she could exactly like so i mean yeah i guess paranoia could get you but i don't know but I feel she like... obviously was very uncomfortable in the situation. Oh yeah, I would be uncomfortable too. So. I was kind of like I, I would have been watching so... it. This is like... one of those cases in which I would have wanted someone there with me simply right. because I would have been afraid to go in alone. Oh yeah. heck no! Like, like I was. Uh, this is like terrifying. if I had to go in. Yeah, I did not want to go in alone. I know, um, like especially was... since she really didn't really know she, where she was going. She knew he was there. But she didn't know, like, what room or anything. She was just going through, like, oh, I hope I see myself. But, uh, like, yeah. he also could have easily been on another level or something. Or oh, yeah. slumped over out back. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I felt so, her fear. Right. Let me tell you. Lisa yes. Elstein, great yeah. actress. Uh, yeah, she she was did amazing in this her, episode. Her emotions um, in this episode. On par, I can feel them. Anyway, uh, fan book moment over. I just wanted to yeah. point out that. <laughs> yeah no uh i i get that and, and yeah she did an amazing job in this episode she's yeah and then you know and it's like she co- finally comes across tk he's laying there and you know he's got a needle either sticking i can't remember if it's sticking out of his arm or just beside him and i, I she like picks it up and kind of like flicks it away and like tries to start waking him up and he's like leave me alone and i mean at first he doesn't realize it's her he just right. thinks it's somebody else there and he's you know and the needle it's very like i know people have said heroin but more than likely it's fentanyl because fentanyl is a very it's a controlled substance but it's very common in the drugs because it can um it's a easy hit the and only, yeah the I, only reason but why it can I, be dangerous when laced with other things oh well but, yeah right. true lacing so, any drug is super dangerous yeah and you hear a lot of like heroin and fentanyl laced together and stuff but yeah and anyway, that was just me butting in. <laughs> yeah, the only uh, reason why I think it's heroin is just because it's New York and like just not even like that area, but just all of New York has like a huge like heroin epidemic. Like that's why I'm okay. I'm it, I'm kind of lean, leaning more towards heroin at this time yeah. just because of that fact and stuff. So I feel like that was more like, like, I'm not denying that, like, he could have been addicted to fentanyl at any time. But, like, I feel like in this situation, it was probably more likely heroin. Yeah. Also, it could have been a mix of smaller drugs. You can't really mix some of the bigger ones because they're just too powerful. But don't ask me how I know this. I don't actually know this. I'm just using common sense. Um, (laughs) But, like, some smaller drugs you could mix. So it could have been. Who knows? It totally could be. Um, But I feel like they would have gone, like, even if they didn't express what it was, I feel like they would have gone for like, you yeah. know, something bigger. No, I was just thinking since it, you know later on in the episode we see what happens with a long specific one. I, oh, that's true. That's true. That's why I was like, oh, I forgot yeah. about that completely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Even um, knowing that, like, I still don't like originally think it's yeah. it's possible. Like yeah, either is possible. possible. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be. I would be curious to see, you know, if they ever talk about specifically what it was but i don't think we need to i think we know enough now it's yeah you know and while tk's laying there he's not realizing it and then finally like after she's kind of stirring him awake he finally realizes it's her and he asks like how did she find him and kind of gwen's comment he's like i'm your mother i will always find you i was like this isn't 
this is how we're starting yeah this i know my brain works because my brain half my brain goes oh my god that's so cute and also my brain goes that answer is nothing how did she find <laughs> yeah right and it's like tk being like should you be here and she's like no and neither should you let's go home and tk <laughs> just slumps over and is like i can't mom and it's just like TK like asks if Owen came with her and she's just like, no, I came alone. Come on, let's go. And like he passes out and she's just still trying to wake yeah. him, which so, kind of, yeah, that kind of like yeah. goes into. Like, At first Owen's I was a little trying. scared because when right. he went like unresponsive and stuff, I'm like, yeah. oh no, please tell me they're not moving into like a uh, season one thing. I wasn't sure where we were going. I wasn't sure if you were doing like hospital then rehab or i wasn't sure the chain up things so i was yeah. like oh no oh no yeah. what's me? Well, and, I, and i like that i think katie was just alluding to this i like the parallel of you know like we get kind of like a, a very numb very out of it tk and gwen and then we get the, the present day of owen is at the uh, loft with Carlos or TK and Carlos <laughs> and you can see TK's kind of like got this like blank numb face um oh, and he's baby. Owen's trying to get his attention and TK's oh, just kind of like barely there yeah um, which oh my god that was just like uh which I, I got the emotions still on yeah point. no yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, that's just, like, how it is, and that's just the move, but, like, it was, this was, uh, like, it's so hard because, like, all of, like, the TK content and Tarlo's content in this episode was so amazing, it's so mm-hmm. hard, but this was so... Like, I just loved, because we're getting, like, Owen and TK, which I feel like we haven't got a good scene with them in seasons. Uh, we <laughs> Quite have honestly. Quite honestly. Yeah. That's, um, the, that's part of what I love from this episode so much, is that we finally got really good content with them. Yeah, and I liked, I liked how Carlos then came in the room after and was, like, talking about flight options and stuff, and mm-hmm. it was just like, oh... And then, like, TK was just saying how, like, do you think he'll remember it? Jonah watched his mom die. Do you think he'll remember it? And Owen looks at, well, he sort of looks at TK, but he mostly looks at Carlos, and they kind of look at each other like, um... Like, like what do you say to that? Yeah, exactly. And Owen's like, oh, he's only a year old. You can't remember that stuff that young, which is true. You can't, like, right. it's, studies have been shown that you can't remember things like under three years yeah they say usually three years old is when your memories start like getting clear enough to where you can remember them right so for i mean tk does say that he does he remembers certain things does he though i'm like (laughs) here's here's the thing that comes to mind with that like not that i disbelieve him or anything but just simply because i know this happens sometimes you'll hear so much about something or see enough of it in photos or old videos that it becomes like a memory now i'm not saying it's completely impossible because i have heard you know some phenomenons have happened but like the chances not very likely because for one thing it wouldn't really be marked as much of a traumatic event because jonah's brain does not understand it's a traumatic event he just knows something happened but he doesn't know what it is right right yeah yeah Yeah. like I'm not just dis- like the same thing as what Grace was just saying. Like, I'm not disbelieving that he could remember this, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's mostly because he saw a picture or his mom told him about it like all mm-hmm. the time. Not actually because he remembers it. I mean, he might remember a little bit. But he might. Yeah. It's 
it's kind of I also believe that children understand a lot more than we give them credit for so maybe somewhere deep in their brain they do know it but they may not know how to access those memories because they did not have the same processing filters as they do when they're older right and I think I think TK was saying some of this more so because you know he was trying to say hey you know I remember this so Jonah might and you know he's he's talking about how traumatized Jonah's gonna be and god that felt so bad like seeing him talk about his brother and then I you know like Katie said, you know, we have a lot of great Carlos content in here. You know, Carlos sitting down and like puts his hand on T- his TK's knee and, you know, Owen's trying to tell TK things are going to be okay. Yeah. And then, you know, TK's just like continuing kind of in his, I wouldn't say downward spiral, but definitely like just talking. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, who's going to take him to dim sum? And Owen's like, well, you were Enzo. And TK's like, but Enzo's going to take him to somewhere fancy and he's not going to take him to the place since it's a hole in the wall so apparently uh Gwen and TK had a specific spot they would go to yeah I'm wondering if that's the place we see in one of the next scenes because I I only just thought of that yeah so do I I think it is but like I love that illusion that it could be because I do think it is um yeah I I just love that yeah I feel like it was just because it was mentioned so much and like it was their spot so I feel like that that's a spot um but yeah I love that part and like Owen's telling TK that like um Jonah will remember Gwen because his big brother is gonna tell them about like her songs she sang and that kind of stuff and like TK's like just like oh I got a pack and I was just like it's already taken care of and Owen has to like go run an errand or whatever so we just get Tarlos Mm -hmm. and that's like my favorite part Mm -hmm. of this whole part because um TK's just like to Carlos like I'm so sorry Carlos it's your first time in New York and it's like this and Carlos is like TK do not even think about that and TK's just like, I wish things were different. He's like, hey, look at me. There will be other trips. I'm going to go grab some food. And TK's just like, I'm not really hungry. And Carlos is like, I know, I know, but you should eat something. I'll figure it out. And Carlos says, I love you. And TK says, I got an actual on screen. I love you. Yay, it's the first time. Love you. Oh my God. Like, we know they've said it before. Okay. We know it's been said, but not on screen. Especially from Carlos. I'm just like, break me, won't you? Any, uh, the last time I feel like, they gave us somewhat of a I love you was like in 212 when mm-hmm. TK's like yeah what whatever he said like kind of like yeah I love you too but like it was never in those words so that we never right. could piece it together <laughs> as an actual so when this happened I was totally freaking out I was like oh my yeah. god finally finally it's happened yeah. I was just like oh my god I can't uh this is like uh that scene that that specific line that makes the episode okay there's a lot of other things that make the episode but I just that made me so happy and excited yeah um yeah. And then you kind of see TK, like Carlos leaves and then TK kind of gets up and it's like, where's he going? And then we see him um, at the 126. We see Mateo and some of the crew in the locker room getting ready for their shift. Mateo's talking about how dangerous the delivery bikes are and asking if uh, Paul thought like Gwen had seen the delivery guy 
coming. And Paul's like, well, she managed to push the baby out of the way. So yeah, Paul also mentioned, so go Paul. As soon as he heard what happened, he called and talked to his mom. Oh, uh, which yeah, is I super... saw that was adorable. Especially yeah. since we've met his mom. Yeah. So like... I wonder how she's doing. Yeah. And his sister. Mm-hmm. We need we need a family update, y'all. Which mm-hmm. I know we have some Paul stuff coming up soon, which mm-hmm. we will talk about later. Um, yes. But like, I'm hoping we'll get more of that. And they start talking about, well, should we all pitch in and get flowers or something to be there? And Judd's like, ah, don't worry about it. Grace is already taking care of it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, that is so Grace. Yeah. That is. I was like, it's so Grace. <laughs> yeah, she's we, so on top of it. We know it. We know it. And I was just like, ah, and. It's funny because Mateo's like, this is all happening so fast. Like when my we buried my grandma, we like had a week and Paul mentions like it's Jewish law mm-hmm. um, for the burial to happen within 24 hours, which I love which, that they threw yeah. that in there. Like, which it's, yeah, it's true. It, that's, that's the tradition is within 24 hours of being deceased. It's the, you know, you bury him. That's, that's so crazy. Like that would, I guess it it could, and I mean, I know Mateo said something like this. I could, like, oh, maybe that's for the best. Like, get it over with. And I mean, that that does sound about right, but it's also like, yeah. wow. Well, and I think that you know, even even one of the rules is the body cannot be left alone. It ha- can't be unattended oh, yeah. until it's buried. I, yeah. I was reading which, about these yes. yesterday. So like, I wanted to read about all the bar- Jewish um, mm-hmm. death burial traditions because so fascinating especially like coming from different religions mm-hmm. like because i was raised catholic and then so um one funeral i went to was like a catholic funeral but i've also mm-hmm. been to like christian ish ones so it's mm-hmm. interesting finding out like I've how different they are christian ones um and even then i've only been to a scarce few so yeah this was admittedly i have not taken the time to do the research gasp considering who we're talking about here um (laughs) um, but well and yeah i mean and and like we i know we've talked that in the past like we didn't know how jewish when was like was she like practicing jewish so she was going to this temple regularly um you know so i'm i'm surprised but also happy that they went ahead and you know honored her faith that way yeah i liked Um, her because she seemed like she was like very like um in touch with her religion like very Mm -hmm. not very religious like but like quite religious yeah and yeah yeah it was important to her Right. And she's talked with TK about it. So we know that it's come up in conversation. So yeah. So and and while kind of the guys are talking, um, TK walks into the room with his And everyone like, just looks at him like, what the heck like, are you doing here? Judd's yeah. face. Judd's I know, face. Judd's is, like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Judd's just like, shouldn't you be on a plane right about now? And TK's like, yeah, I'm not going. And Judd's face is just like, you're not? And TK's <laughs> like, nope. And then TK You see, walks- see my face. I'm like, you're not yeah i know exactly i'm not surprised i'm not surprised like some people are like i'm surprised you showed up here i'm like are you are you i'm not i'm not at all like this is so tk and Mm -hmm. then of course like uh, i was so tk in the sense but we know tk has a history of running away when things get tough not even though like (laughs) he's such a runner unfortunately he is that's something that's a habit he's gonna have to break um but for you know and I, but I understand, like, I never buried my parents. I never had funerals for my parents. So that was 
my choice and I ch- I'm choosing to, you know, honor my parents in a different way. So not everybody does funerals. So I can get it. I can, you know, I can get that happening, but we quickly learn why TK decided to go to the station. Wasn't anything about not going. It was, he goes, says hi to Nancy, grabs a clipboard and starts to go take inventory of the ambulance. And goes the moment right- he was starting to go into the ambulance, I started having yeah. a feeling at first yeah. I wasn't happy that they took this route. I'm going to be honest. But yeah. actually, I'll, t- I'll talk about that after we talk about what happens. Well, so he grabs yeah. the fentanyl and right. he's so just he holding it. Yeah. He's just holding it first. He's worrying with himself. Yeah, he, he knows he knows he's come a long way. He knows his mom wouldn't want this. But at the same time, he remembers that this will stop it for a while. Yeah, well, he also wants to get rid of the pain and he doesn't want right. to feel this way. Exactly. And... Yeah. My my mind with this is like, yeah, in one sense, like I definitely think they had to go here because there's definitely that chance that TK would think this. Mm-hmm. And I the feel only like reason they- I was upset was because I was like, oh, come on, don't prove those people right. Oh, yeah. We're, and no, by we- that, I mean the fans. Yeah. Um- same. Like, you know, like we were all thinking the same thing. Like, oh, gosh, because the fans have been saying, oh, I think TK is going to relapse. And I'm like, shut up. Like, actually, shut up. Don't prove them right. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go hunt down Fox Lot of Things. Like, let this be the last moment of this whole thing. Like, I'm okay if Tiki struggles and if it's like him thinking, like, oh, I might do this, I might do this. But when it's actually like him going through it, I'm no, 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 no. Well, and this is where we're seeing this. This is the life of a recovering addict. This is what they struggle with because when it gets bad, that is when you want to go to what's going to help you. I was just having a conversation in a group the other day about self-medication and in TK's, you know, situation, he self-medicates by taking drugs. Um, And so he's now sober from that, but he's still going to have those urges. It's just how he chooses to act on them. In this case, thank yeah. God, Owen stepped in when he did. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you here and not getting ready to go to you know, so I'm grateful that Owen stopped him because it like kind of triggered him to, you know, at least set it down for that moment. But I, I, I fortunately I don't feel like this is the last time we're going to see this happen to TK. Yeah, I want it to be the last uh, time, but see, I, I feel like issue that I said last time was that I wanted them to show that, yes, you can be a recovering addict. Mm-hmm without having to fall off the bandwagon because i feel like it's always represented like falling off the bandwagon and maybe i just don't get it but i was just really hoping that they would like show you know you can stay on um but yeah okay maybe i just don't know but that's where i was hoping they were going so yeah i was disappointed at first yeah i mean they had they had to show it in the sense like i said like if they didn't they would have like probably gotten lots of comments of like oh we didn't get this like you should have at least addressed this mm-hmm. and stuff because yeah. like everyone was thinking it even if you don't want to be thinking it so yeah it's like i touchy... they did handle it pretty well overall yeah. but like because i the other things i had thought of which were like you know maybe tk going you know take my keys and wallet that kind of thing Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have been a little underwhelming in circumstances. I just, you know, I didn't want them to go this route. And so at first I yeah. wasn't 
happy. And then I was like, yeah. okay, I get it. And the way they handle it, I'm not mad about it, but I just didn't want it to happen. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm grateful that he didn't follow through with it. Oh yeah, we yeah, all yeah. are. Like nobody wants that. Right. At least I hope you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at this time we <laughs> yeah. see that um, you know, or we don't really know the full stories yet. So um we don't realize just what part Gwen played in him getting clean the first time, yeah. um, which speaking of flashes back, you know, the next scene is a flashback of Gwen and TK at that restaurant or a restaurant. We don't know. And possibly it's the same one that um, TK was talking about, um, you know, encouraging him to eat. He's like, I'm not hungry. And she's like, yes, you are. You just don't know it. Um, Cause he's like, literally like she just drug him out of the drug den and now they're eating. Um, yeah. The he- thing, the thing of the timeline with this is the, when she was outside the drug den it was clearly nighttime like you could tell but then when there's a scene it's light out so it has to be like Mm -hmm. the morning or at least Mm -hmm. midday but it was like early morning light from what i could tell so i'm thinking maybe she well no he was in the same clothes so that won't work and so was she she may have had to just stay there until he could get up on his own because she couldn't have lifted him yeah yeah exactly so maybe they had to stay there for a while is my thought because tk is a decently sized man Mm -hmm. so I'm not exactly sure Gwen would have been able to have, like, gotten him up when he was passed out. Yeah, so there's definitely, I would think, a couple of, at least three or four hours in between the time she found him and the time they are at now. Oh, yeah, because she could have definitely found him, like, in the middle of the night, like, three o'clock in the morning, something like that. And then, then, what, four hours later, seven o'clock. I'm kind of placing this, like, seven, eight-ish or something. And and TK's, you know, trying to tell, he's like, I'm not a baby. And she's like, well, says, you know, well, a baby doesn't know that what danger is. but he's an adult um and so you know it's talking about sticking that needle inside of him is dangerous but he still does it which you know so he knows he shouldn't be doing it and she tells him he's like you've lost control and she's gonna get him help yeah and then tk tells her he's like uh ask him at the station have i ever come to work high have i ever come to work smelling like you know smelling you know um so he's trying to justify what he's been doing that he's yeah. never, you know, come to work high. Um, he's never trying to say problems. that he's not an addict, which yeah, is what a lot of addicts like, will do. He, yeah, he's trying to tell her, he's like, I've got it under control. And yeah. she's like, and mm. to be honest, there are a lot of people who take drugs that aren't addicts, but there are right. many who are. And right. so this is a common trait. And, that, and that's why it's, I, I know they talk like, um, you know, there's a difference between an alcoholic and a, you know, somebody who does it casually. And there's mm-hmm. a big difference. Like there's a big gap in that range. Um, somebody can have a drink once a month to somebody who drinks every day. You know, neither one of them are alcoholics, but just depends on the reasonings they're doing it and all sorts of stuff. So in this situation, we see that, you know, and TK, also what's their level of dependency on it? Right. That too. Because like, is this an emotional dependency that right. has become physical? Because that's what a yeah. lot of addictions are. Their body becomes addicted to it because they were using it as a coping mechanism. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the scene that Gwen says, you know, she wants him to eat. She's like, because we've got a flight to catch. And then she's like, we're, I'm taking you to rehab. And, you know, TK's trying to argue about it with her because he's like, I'm a firefighter. I save lives. I don't. And she's like, well, that's what I'm trying to do. Which yeah. I'm like, go Gwen. Which I which, like, love yeah which in some sense like i totally like she's definitely doing the right thing but also Mm -hmm. like she's like basically telling him that he has to go and like technically like yes he should go like obviously this where he's at is not 
good. I'm not saying that he shouldn't go, but he's also right. like well into being an adult. So he could literally just be like, no, I'm not going. Like right. her her idea is good like it's definitely good but it's also like this could go so bad if he he wanted it to go bad like try to remember if there's like some way that like the the person who has the addiction trying to be like declared unfit like make that decision for themselves i've heard something about it but i don't know well there's a couple of ways like if they go to the hospital and they're completely out of it and like they're drugged up the a parent mm-hmm. or a guardian can step in and say look they're you can obviously tell they're medically unfit to make decisions for themselves yeah or if they go to you know if it's they're in jail or something and the police are like well you know they didn't do anything wrong other than getting caught with drugs you know the judge can say well we're you know gonna give somebody else the decision making right now and yeah which i feel like with this type of thing it would it's it's not like that clear cut Mm -hmm. like i feel like a lot of times like you if they go into rehab and like their parents want them to be in rehab they can literally just like not be there if they don't want to be because they can't really force them to unless it's like life or death like Mm -hmm. it's not like if you're like if you're like gonna kill yourself and like that's a totally different story completely and so it's it's a harder line basically you know what i i know that tk didn't want to go but he's dang lucky that she did it this way oh yeah because Mm -hmm. if tk had been caught or had come to work high and had tried to work and gotten in trouble or something happened and they found out there also is sporadic drug tests i don't know if it's as much a thing in the fire department but it is a thing and And so tk got huge shit well yeah he could have and if he could have gotten arrested or something then it would be on his public record that he'd been arrested for drugs and then he would you know he could lose his job and so you know by her doing this on their own was not really putting it out there per se like obviously it's going to be in his records but not records he's going to have to share with the department other than maybe saying he's taking some medical leave for a month yeah and you know what even then I would think that employers would be far happy about taking initiative for themselves rather than having to be forced into it, like having to come to a very bad like climax. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get we get the flash forward to present day where Owen and TK are in the car in traffic. Um, near the airport and Owen's you know saying that Carlos is checking them in all they have to do is get through security they only have like one bag between the two of them and Owen's like we will be fine getting through security right <laughs> TK's do you want to frisk me first and Owen's like do I need to <laughs> um, that was just like oh my god like yeah. Yeah. It, it was funny but also like I get it and like I think Owen's trying to trying to be the like supportive dad, but also trying to like help his son, you know, yeah. through this. You know, he's trying to be supportive, but he's also being realistic. Yeah, which and I that like. is a hard line to tread. Yeah, but because I like. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then and Owen in my goes, opinion, he was actually doing it pretty well. Right. Mm-hmm. He was. And you know, and then Owen goes on to ask Tiki, he's like, what were you even doing at the station? He and Tiki's like, I don't know. I just thought it would be a good idea. Just wanted the day to be normal, not the as it is. Um, and like I think that is very understandable for someone grieving exactly well because there's multiple stages of grief there's bargaining there's um, blaming there's depression sadness avoidance avoidance, anger so tk's just in the i don't want to go stage it's kind of in the avoidance stage and you know tk's like i don't want to go and owen's like tk and tk's like it's not even going to be mom in that box anyways that's that's not where she is right now and Owen's like, son, dad, I swear to God, I'm going to crawl out of my skin. And 
Owen's like, no, you're not. You're going to get through this. I don't want to do it any more than you do, but it's life. It's just what people do. They go to funerals. It never seems fair. It's not just another funeral. It's mom's funeral is what TK says. And TK makes a snap comment to Owen about him. It's not like he loves her anymore, which Owen quickly clarifies that he still loves her. Yeah. Um, Well, he said that he never stopped loving her. Yeah. What matter, like, how complicated their lives got, like, he never stopped, which I loved yeah. that comment. Because that was always just, clear. Like, exactly. And it doesn't mean he had to be in love with her, but he could have loved her. Like, obviously, we saw them briefly rekindle a romance last season. But even mm-hmm. without that, like, love her as his former wife, as the mother of his son like mm-hmm. as someone who was very important and they didn't work out mm-hmm. but like a residual yeah. a residual romantic love combined with like a platonic love right that's kind of how i interpret his feelings mm-hmm. about her at this stage maybe yeah, well, with some remorse mixed in there you know well yeah and, and regardless of it they do share a son together so they there's do. always going to be a bond to them for them and you know i i feel bad for owen too you know because as far as we know, she's his first wife, which means it was his first love and the one he was with the longest. So mm-hmm. it's hurt hitting him too, just not maybe as impactful. Um, but before we, you know, further on with this scene, um, you know, Owen's like, well, you know, we're, we're just going to cut it close, but we're, you know, we might make it still. And they get inside just, you know, to see Carlos standing at the entrance. And he's like, you didn't make it, but you're going to. He hands him um, tickets for the next, next flight. And Owen's like, I thought there wasn't another flight until sometime. And Carlos is like, well, he's like, there actually was, but I was looking for three seats, not two. So Carlos was able to get them on the two of them on a flight to New York in a very short amount of time. Um, and he was leaving. going to go on a one and that night. Carlos was going to go on a later flight, which is kind of answered some other questions is why is Carlos leaving him at the airport? So that's the answer. Like- yeah also kind of can we just talk about how the boy is literally just like he's holding it together he's getting things going he's getting Mm -hmm. his lights going he he is on top of things and i feel like that's a little bit of like i don't know how to say this well but like i feel like this is like sort of soothing his controlling side because there's no control in a situation like this and all he would want to do is be able to help his um boyfriend and his boyfriend's father so like this is the way this is the way he can do it and this is the way he can have like a little bit of control over a pretty crappy circumstance which in grief often all people want is just a little bit of control because nothing else feels like yeah and and it's relieving you know as talking from personal experience when somebody says how can i help you and i'm like just do it like don't ask me just do something like it was just a I don't have to contend with it. I don't have to think about it. They're going to take care of it. And in this situation, this is what Carlos was doing. He was taking care of it and making sure that Owen and TK could get there. And I know TK, you could see a little bit of hurt in TK's eyes that Carlos wasn't going with them. But Carlos is like, you guys need to be there. I'll be there shortly. So we have this, you know, so Owen thanks Carlos for what he did and goes, I guess, to check in or something. And then so he like starts walking away and TK and Carlos is like, you weren't at the house when I got back. And TK's like, I went to the firehouse. I don't even know why. And Carlos is like, well, it's fine. I was like, I was just worried about you. He's like, I hate that I can't make everything okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And they hug and kiss each other. And it's just like, oh, I wish they're like, I wish you could fix them too. Yeah. Yeah. That would be easy. Carlos I- is me. 
he's a fixer yeah like a peacemaker a fixer my sister thinks i'm an enneagram nine like the peacemaker i think she's right and i think that like is a little bit of what carlos is too because we just want to fix things right it hurts when you can't fix things and did you guys catch the parallel between this and the end scene when tk turns and looks back at carlos and then the to parallel with the end scene where he looks back and she's not there um i see i didn't really connect those and i don't know if i would connect those i feel like i would connect that to something else like i feel like this is almost like we want to connect something to something when i don't know i just want to i mean it could them. be a connection but yeah, we, like, we'll, we can come back to it when we get to that scene i just i, I had a thought I, I had I'll to share it think then. about what scene you were talking about yeah. for a moment and then oh, I, yeah, I, I don't want to bring it up too much and yeah because um, we will be getting to it very right. shortly um, so then we have a, the flashback um, as t- after TK walks away from Carlos we have the flashback Gwen and TK getting on a flight to rehab in California um, TK's like all like, uncomfortable because he's like everybody's looking at me because he's still looking like he did just roll out of the drug den like he doesn't look like he's changed clothes um, mm-hmm. and Gwen's like it's the curse of the strand men <laughs> TK's like I don't think it's because of the cheekbones this time. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I actually no. didn't catch that dialogue at all. So that I, is like funny hearing in retrospect. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then. yeah, TK's like, you know, he wished he would have, like, she would have let him stop by someplace to shower and clean up a little bit before the flight. And she's like, that's the chemical talking. He's like, no, that's the chemical screaming. <laughs> no, it wasn't showering. She wished, he wished that she would have let, him like get a fix because he's shaking so bad yeah he is yeah because he's coming down off the high yeah so he's withdrawing so like a bad place to do that honestly yeah honestly like because there's also part of you that still needs to pretend to like Mm -hmm. not have anything going on and that's really hard in this situation yes yeah exactly especially when the flight attendant comes over and was like you need to buckle your seatbelt and so he starts to but he's shaking so bad that gwen has to help him yeah 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 and i i felt bad for him at that moment but that that's how withdrawals happen um and i know gwen was trying to kind of calm him down by singing in hebrew which was beautiful um mm-hmm. and you know tk's like getting anxious and he's like i'm not gonna make it to california and he's like, why couldn't you find some place in New York? And she's like, I couldn't find anything upstate. Um, well, no, she she was like, she said how this rehab in California is apparently just like the best. And I'm just like, is it though? Is it? Right. You know, th- like, mm, that's they just wanted the plane scenes to line up. You know, mm-hmm. that. like yeah. they, they could have found something a lot closer. And yeah. that was still very, right. like, very good rehab. Yeah, because let's and be so, honest, we're in a bit of a drug epidemic. No. Um, and there's, reha- there's, there's great rehab centers all over the all U.S. Over the place. Exactly, because I kind of have to be. Yeah, I did like right. hearing like what Ronan went through to like get yeah. the same because he didn't want to just like fake it with like lighting and um, right and makeup. And- and makeup so he said that a week prior to shooting this scene because they shot the flashback scenes with um gwen and tk first and then they shot like the other stuff so like a week prior to shooting he was eating under 500 calories he was barely drinking water and he started smoking cigarettes and every morning he would wake up an extra hour early 
to jump in the sauna to get like really de- dehydrated and he oh, like my. just basically wanted to be like physically feel so mm-hmm. like that as close as he could obviously without like right. you know super arming himself and honestly like it it works yeah. it worked he pulled it off and just for him to do that to his body for this for character shows how much he truly um loves the character to yeah. be willing to he's do something dedicated. like that he's dedicated and he's dedicated fans to make make it real you know real to them um i'm hoping he like took some really good self-care after the film no yeah he did he did he did say okay yeah uh just because i wouldn't expect anything less of him because he definitely seems very self-care oriented but like Mm -hmm. oh yeah oh you need to pick up you need to pick up a little bit of weight after that right so i think i can't remember if it was this article or if it was another article i read because i do remember ronan saying this but i also remember him saying something about this was what he did. Like they filmed this stuff like within the first couple of weeks of them starting to film season three. And that's why everybody was talking about it. it was so hard to figure out what episode they were filming because they were oh, doing such oh no, separate this makes sense because you know what other scene I noticed they filmed like pretty early. It was the scene, it was like the end scene, like the because Nancy, like that picture of that, um, Brianna had posted that like within the cup first couple of weeks of filming, and I'm yeah. like wait what so i'm wondering if they weren't planning on having 308 earlier in the season and they just decided to do it at eight instead i don't know and that's or i feel like maybe they had to maybe they had to film it like earlier because of like kind of having a guiding point like a visual guiding point for something else well i mean not only that if ronan is going to do what he did to be you know smoke the cigarettes eat so little they're going to want him to do that like early on. So then he can like kind of get back to himself for the rest of the, the show. So it's not, a sh- you know, because you can't just do that in like a week time frame. Like it takes right. time to get, no, get there. Also, so it's like, like right beforehand, he probably, so I think this was like filmed, right? Like at least the, the past scenes were filmed, I think early, oh, yeah. early in filming. Also, we don't know like the timeline for like, cause I know like, um, Lisa does have like other projects, so she could have mm-hmm. like not been able to film. So they probably right. wanted to get her as soon possibly. as possible. Yeah. So and nail her down. They for all needed the scenes. her for this. Yeah, because oh, they needed yeah. her for three, four, and eight. Yeah. So there were several episodes they needed her for. Um, but yeah, I really appreciated Ronan just because that was tough on him putting his body through that to give yeah. you know reality to you that have and to, be to make it very look real. Careful to mm-hmm. not have it backfire on yourself, you know. Yeah, like some people wind up taking it a little bit too far just because you know the body still has to run and sustain itself. So yeah, no, I admire what he did, but like, oh, I do not envy him what he did. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so our next scene we get is TK and Owen get on the plane, and TK sits in the middle. Owen sits on the aisle, and there's a woman up on the window. Um, she's explaining. I think she's on the phone talking to her husband. When she gets mm-hmm. off the phone, she like explains, oh, my husband just had a stroke, you know, a few months ago, but she's going back to work and um, something about she's grateful for the first responders or something because they got him with to the hospital and he was in surgery within an hour. So and everyone's like talking about the golden hour, <laughs> which is the first hour of, you know, an injury is usually the, the most important time. And then he, you know, oh, says that they're first responders. So um, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, definitely. And like, Genevieve is actually her name and she asks like what brings I love them- that name yeah same mm-hmm. 
um she asks like what brings them to new york and tk says his mom and she's like oh that's sweet i bet she'll be so happy to see you and it's just like i'm just sitting there like oh oh, oh yeah it's so sad though and then of but course, you so never she- think when someone's traveling that that might be the reason right yeah which why so. i mean nobody really goes there because it's just, like you can never assume and then of course um as we're sitting here there's of course a guy um demanding that he has a drink before the plane takes off because he has anxiety and i'm just sitting there like oh dear god and then so tk like couldn't take it as if i'm pretty sure anybody couldn't take it and tk yells at the guy was like yo you heard the lady calm down and shut your mouth and then the flight attendant the flight attendant was just like uh stay out of this uh we don't need this to escalate it and i'm just like you weren't doing anything you weren't handling right and i and i love owen's response calm down i don't want when they take him off the plane i don't want him to take you off too (laughs) right it's a fair point they only just got on this flight which right. i don't know maybe, maybe this would have fixed some things but also right. um, also yeah. not because they kind of um, need to save some while they're on there so right but then referencing you know the the guy wanting the drink then we can go flashback to tk and gwen gwen has fallen asleep on the plane tk of is course. sitting there looking at her and he decides to go to the bathroom and while he walks to the bathroom he sees that the flight attendants are talking and they're tray table there with all the um alcohol little mini alcohol bottles he grabs was it three of them and goes into yeah. the, the bathroom yeah. the lavatory. And, and the can lavatory. we talk about that because it's funny because like they show the sign and it says lavatory lavatories and me being a new yorker i'm just so unfazed and then like grace is like that's weird and then i'm like in the middle when we're watching this because that's a british term okay, okay so i was like anything okay this is a new york thing so like (laughs) like literally it's such a new york thing to the point where like i mean i have seen like lavatory signs is what i mean but also like when i was like middle school you'd ask for like a lab pass (laughs) so (laughs) i'm like and i was like oh more you know i have never heard of that before (laughs) so i mean i didn't expect anybody to but i was so unfazed about this well it's like funny. Yeah, what's, what's grace on about so what didn't tk say dad i need to go to the the head hit the head yeah, my dad says head, that i've never yeah. heard that's what i that's the one i've heard that, that's I've exactly heard that before, what he said but like i couldn't place where i'd heard it I'm my like, dad says that all okay. the time like that's right. all he says and i'm like i mean i'm sure they say in other places but i'm like yeah. new york <laughs> well anyways on the past we see you know he takes them into the bathroom and locks himself in there and he's like considering doing it then doesn't the plane yeah well this, some turbulence? it experiences turbulence the way, yeah well the way we see it is in the scene is that he just grabs the three bottles okay the flight attendants aren't even paying attention i'm just yeah, like they're okay not. they're all um, like wrapped up in their own little conversation <laughs> yeah and he brings them into the bathroom closes the door and then that scene ends okay um and then we get and i just uh, like no which then we come to an awkward, very awkward conversation. So Nancy comes in to talk to Tommy at the station, mm-hmm. present day, and she's concerned. She's like, she doesn't want to point fingers, but she wants to bring up that, you know, she knows how, you know, TK has been struggling and thought it was weird that he came in today. So they decided to check inventory on all of their narcotics just to be on the safe side. Yeah, well, um, it was, it was only 
any jumping to conclusions because Tommy was just like, well, let's give him the benefit of the doubt because Nancy's just like, I know how hard he's worked. Uh, Like, we were all at the party when he got his ship and stuff. And she's just like, she's even in doubt, like, oh, like, am I doing the like the wrong thing she feels awful she feels awful well and not not only that like she had just done that inventory so like she found the unlocked um pouch that he'd left open that she had just checked so she knew what was in there and so i think tommy had asked well was there any missing and she goes no but 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 this is this is a what is always the concern when you are work with people which is why i know a lot of people were asking like how can tk be a paramedic if he's got that history because he can manage it and i hate that they pointed fingers at tk for doing that and but i get why they did it Uh, they also were like trying very hard not to they were like okay Mm -hmm. this is good that he hasn't chosen but at the same time they also had a responsibility if they noticed Mm -hmm. something was wrong I do not envy them having to do it because no, I don't either. Damn, I I yeah. I would have struggled with that. Um, and but, t- you know, you also you you gotta be sure. And even and it's even referenced later. It's like going through his dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and it's it's true. Like this, and it like, feels like feel a betrayal. It. it yeah, it feels like a betrayal um, because they're like we shouldn't even be thinking, you know, that this is a possibility. But at the same time, they have an obligation they're doing the right thing at the end of the day because if they didn't and say he did take those two vials Mm -hmm. and they didn't and it went unnoticed that could have been bad for like a lot of different people and it could have even though he took them and he has access it could have went on tommy she's captain true yeah and it could go yeah so and it could get back to the wrong people so you know as especially if anything came out about like it looking like they deliberately ignored it or something that would have gotten you know really bad. if you think about the phrase cover the butt cover thy ass yeah you but but it's not them yourself. it's covering tk too because then nancy mm-hmm. and tommy can prove like okay well he went after he left we also did if that something ever came of it i'm like no after he left we checked inventory and everything was there so it's like covering tk too um mm-hmm. so there's as much as they are concerned, they're also protecting him. Exactly. And in a way, they're also preserving like their trust in him at this point. Because mm-hmm. if they hadn't done it, I feel like yeah. they always would have had that little question right. in the back of their mind. Did he yeah. slip up? Like, did, did he have like a moment? Right. And, you know, having to work with him in that scenario and watching him handle the drug kit, that got that could have gotten hard. So you know it isn't easy to watch them do it it's not easy for them to do it but then they you know as i think katie said uh they did the right thing yeah just they did the hard thing right well before before they before we see them go through things um we have a scene with tk and owen so tk does get up and go to the bathroom and um Owen apologizes to the lady in their their row he's like my son's usually more social or more polite than that more friendly more, fr- more yeah, friendly friendlier um and she, you know that he explains that his mom just passed away and they're on the way to the funeral and then she's like oh i'm so sorry um but before they really can have too much of a deep conversation um she notices one of the engines is smoking and then like all of a sudden it explodes and then her window gets cracked and she's like sucked out half the plane so like we go from like a conversation to like emergency i don't even know how to describe it 
Um, Which at first you just yeah. think, oh, it's turbulence, like because right. the plane just starts to shake a little bit at first, yeah. and then it wasn't until she looked out the window and she's like, "It's on fire!" Like I right. think it's the engine. The engine's on fire, and it's just like, "Oh shit!" And yeah. and then yeah, the whole plane like like it starts to blow and like like it's just it, it's not good. And TK starts running from the bathroom yeah. and yelling for his dad. Yeah, like, and oh! yeah, which it was just like, "Oh shit!" Like no. And then, like, TK and Owen have to pull her out of the window. And then a woman has to plug the hole with a bag, which happens to be TK's bag. Right. (laughs) Uh, And TK is just, like, trying to get Genevieve, the woman, to wake up. And, like, see, in my head, I'm like, you are going full speed in an airplane that just experienced a explosion in one of its engines and my brain is just trying to figure out how she survived her head going out the window right because the speed of an airplane in my mind she was at risk of breaking her neck against the window from the oh speed. yeah there are a lot of other injuries she could have had um mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm just and well, also that altitude that altitude having been out alone there, mm-hmm. well yeah which i think i'm just they... like how did she I I know she, we find out that she's more severely injured than we initially thought, but like, yeah. Um, I how is she not even more injured than that? Yeah, well, yeah. I think they pretty they I think they covered her pretty well with like even the, the like depressurization mm-hmm. and stuff. Because as soon like, as it depressurized, the little masks pop down, which is what's supposed to happen. And then you know TK and Owen both jump into like first responder mode super quickly. Um, Mm-hmm. which is is also a testament to tk and being a first responder like yeah he's going through a lot in his personal life but then all of a sudden like he needs help, to help somebody he's gonna do it which is awesome mm, absolutely i feel like yeah i feel like he needed this so like this is exactly yeah. what he needed right. and like he knows that everyone knows that mm-hmm. like this is just what he needed i think he needed to get out of his head and focus on someone else which is not exactly like a slight towards um because you should look after yourself like you right you're okay you're okay to be very self-absorbed during these times because yeah. you're Self-care going through a lot. but at the same time like he was sort of wallowing yeah and i think at this point he needed to help someone because i think maybe it gave him a sense of life back well, and even in grief, avoidance is one of the parts of grief. So you want to mm-hmm. like, av- so in this case, by he's avoiding the grief by focusing on something else, which is not a but bad like, thing, but in a good way too. Yeah. Because um, like, yeah, an accident is not a good thing, but there are a lot worse ways to avoid. Right. And as then, we like, know. <laughs> right. And then um, like we see TK, um, he starts taking her pulse and checking her over. And then she realizes that she's got a pretty bad laceration like underneath her arm. And so there, the med kit is like, like this little tiny first aid kit with a couple of band-aids is not going to be oh. much. I'm just um, like, guys. And like, like I, really? I know when we watched this, Katie and I both had, we're talking about the same situation. We watched um, Dr. Mike. He'd, um, you know, re- basically saved a kid on an airplane once. And he, he's trying to advocate for airplanes having more medical supplies on board. Yeah. Um, which this was like a couple of years ago. Yeah um but yeah like somebody had like i for, i think it was allergic reaction or whatever and yeah. they didn't have ep- epinephrine 
So they well, literally, I forget what And that's literally used. one of the most basic yeah. things to have. Well, they, the thing is, they had an epinephrine pin, but it was a different type than they should be using. So, like, it was going to hurt the guy, like, terribly by what he had to do. Like, by, like, jabbing it in. Whereas most epinephrine yeah. pins, you can just, like, gently stab yourself and it, it works. So, I guess it was just a proper stuff. Or even perhaps outdated one. Yeah. That's which... what I always worry about. Yeah, like, don't you worry that, like, things on planes are, like, expired or something? Because I would worry about that. Yeah, like, see, you never when... know how long that stuff's been sitting there. Ooh. You hear, you know, you hear that planes are safer than cars. Yeah, because then most of the time you don't have to worry about another one. Like, if your radars are working, if your scans are working, if your own eyes are working, um, and your, con- your radio, let's not forget that, then you're typically able to avoid other planes. Um, yeah. But when real emergencies happen in air, they happen. And the thing is that you can't get anywhere very fast. Right. Especially if you're in between places. Because, like, it'll take just as long to go back as it will to go forward. Uh, And also, if you think about it, there are still crashes, mechanical failures. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're fortunate, you have survivors in those yeah. maybe those survivors will need that make i'm just like i'm just like okay can we do can we pull a ship stunt and like have some sort of a medic on each flight <laughs> right i mean that'd be nice but yeah like, also like, like i feel like probably almost, very improbable but um, yeah that's what i mean like i feel like you'd almost have to make a position for that like make that like a job which it, it could airline medic that kind of yeah, thing exactly right. like you need to like make that like an established thing yeah. for that to happen which right. you know what we were talking about something that i'm actually going to bring up now about like how how in movies like you'll often you'll be like you'll hear someone go oh is there a doctor on board or something like that and i would just like to point out this if someone has not stepped up by this point to help and someone steps up when you yell something about a doctor unless they were in another part of the plane where they would not have heard it so let's say they were flying yeah. economy or um coach and this happened in first class if someone was in the same area and they suddenly pop up on oh is there a doctor or does someone know first aid don't trust that because if you have training you should have already been there helping yeah. now if you are a lay responder like me i am trained and certified in first aid, AD, and CPR. I don't have to start helping someone. But if I do, I cannot leave them. Because right. the moment I start care, I am now primary provider until so, someone else steps in. And that is exactly why a lot of people don't step up right away. Because that was, you know, in my training for first aid was that was the thing. And it's like, once you start, don't, you can't stop. So a lot exactly. of people hesitate briefly until they figure out what's going on. Not because right. the only but- reasons you can stop, there are only like four reasons that you can mm-hmm. stop care. And that is if you have been providing CPR for like X amount of time or something mm-hmm. like that. If you are too tired, if you are, and this is not like, oh, my arms are starting to hurt a little right. bit. This is bone if you've been doing exhaustion yeah. cannot do it. And if you've been doing CPR for 25 minutes on your own and you've if you Nothing are at risk, happening. if you're and, yeah. if you're at risk of injury, you can leave. Right. I forget the other two off the top of my head, but like there are a couple reasons you can or, leave. Or when but most cases, ha- additional help is there. 
that's one of the others. Um, yeah, it's like, or also, also if just if you're on dispatch, you're on dispatch, and someone tells you if the dispatcher tells you, mm-hmm. like, yeah, because we've le- been doing le- CPR for 15 minutes or something, right. and they're like, it's not working. Yeah, because legally, the only people that can you know declare time of death, for instance, is a doctor. So exactly, which is why they have to take bodies and ambulances right. so that the doctor can but there are circumstances where a paramedic can call into the doctor at the hospital the doctor can walk them through all the steps and they can give them the answers okay. and then they can declare him dead on scene which is has happened before but um yeah so it's, us- think- it's usually something very obvious um, right so but yeah in this situation i'm glad tk and owen jumped up and like helped right away um exactly and I d- technically since they were actual first responders as in like not just lay responders like they were fire captain yeah. paramedic, they may have actually gotten in trouble for not stepping up right i don't know how that exactly works because i only uh, really know the rules for lay responders right. but well, no matter what it is they still stepped up very quickly right and they did their job and they would have stepped aside if there would have been a doctor that stepped up and said i'm a doctor they would have stepped aside or helped with you know so there are different exactly. ways things that have gone um but before we, and something's you know, very by you know state whatever right. your rules are yeah. but there are a few national things mm-hmm. yeah so then international scene- gets far trickier um <laughs> so yeah so our next scene we get is tommy and nancy like we talked about earlier checking the narcotics inventory um like i know um nancy had commented you know it feels like she's going through tk's dirty laundry to be doing this um yeah and and it i can see where she feels like it's an invasion of his privacy but she's also you know covering everyone's butt by doing this um yeah and then all of a sudden while they're doing this tommy gets a phone call from owen (laughs) Which, how was she like, doing that? Because he's like, I, the only way, I was like, the airplane like Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's probably Wi-Fi. But or he um, had to have, like, had really good data. Like, if he had no, some. Well, say, but I don't, I also don't know how airplanes work. I've only flown I don't, in my life. Oh, I don't know well, how that would work. No. For data. The one thing I know is you're supposed to put your phone on airplane monitor in your hand right. airplane because it can interfere with something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. With what. The, yeah, with the other mechanics of the plane. So... My thought is, but they were also in an emergency. So yeah, yeah, but it's still it's probably Wi-Fi. It's probably not him actually calling. Well, in that case, usually the captain of the the thing or the the cockpit, there's usually like a sat phone that they can use. So it wouldn't have been necessarily Owen calling, like from his. I would have liked if they had done that just to make it make a little bit more sense. Um, but also it's, it's one of those little things that doesn't matter yeah. too much, but it's just like, eh. it was just like one of those things where we're just like, how is this yeah. happening? So, right. Exactly. So it's <laughs> like, we kind of got to suspend belief for a moment, you know, while we're dealing with this, then Owen calls and like lays out what's going on, puts him puts on speakerphone. So Tommy can hear TK talking and they kind of quickly explain what happens. And <laughs> Nancy's like, you say the window as in the plane window. <laughs> The window Tommy blue, as in the plane cool. window. He barely re- the the uh, Tommy is cool. She is cool, calm, collected. She barely even flinches at this information. She's just kind of like, okay, just next right. up. And Nancy's just there, like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's and I would like, totally be Nancy, Nancy in the situation. I would be Me Nancy too. too. <laughs> We'd all be Nancy. <laughs> I just be like, I mean, a, I'm sorry, did you of- see the plane window blue? Uh, yeah. Uh. Um, and they're like, well, you know, they say something and, and Owen's like, yeah, the med kit's pretty bare. 
Yeah. Um, so they, so um, Owen sends a video again. It's like, how did you send a video so quickly <laughs> while you're on mm-hmm. a plane? Um, Must so be he some sends, good Wi-Fi. Right. And <laughs> he sends a video to Tommy. Um, and so she's able to see like the wound because they call her because the wound is in an odd spot that TK doesn't really know how to treat. So she gives them some tips. Oh, and- shoulder, shoulder yeah. dressings. They're mm-hmm. terrible. And that was at a bad place because I had learned right. how to like yeah. do shoulder stuff. There are only a few types of dressings you can really use on that. And that place, nightmare. Because right. you also can't get the pressure. That was the main thing. You can't yeah. get the pressure to stem the bleeding. So then Tommy has Nancy start so looking on the, the tablet. All right. Yeah. So t- Tommy has Nancy start looking at things on like the plane that would like stuff that would normally be on a plane um, to see what they could use to kind of help. And they finally figure out like, we'll try an ice bucket and the ice bucket's plastic. So then they find the coffee pot, which they have to like have everybody look for. Cause it's like with the turbulence, they are kind of all over the place. They end up finding it. Um, and they slowly kind of the woman stabilized partially and she passes out because she's obviously lost a lot of blood. <laughs> um yeah and they're like well you know because they had given her saline initially and the flight only had like a little tiny bag of it so there was really like it was half gone already and then they're like what can we use does anybody have like eye drops because eye drops are like pure saline and then owen's like coconut water it's like tommy being like owen how did you know about coconut water and owen's like i read but it's also like it's owen he's gonna know that oh yeah he knows weird shit like that and in that case we like that and yeah the explanation was you know that back in vietnam oftentimes they would use coconut water to help supplement um saline if they didn't have it because it has a lot of electrolytes in it which um i know several clinics there was a sh- another series that I watched that was set kind of in the, like the Amazon rainforest, and they often used coconut water as um, fluids. Anyway, so they fill up, they get all the coconut water from first class and fill up this little bag with it and start giving her fluids with coconut water, and she kind of comes comes to again, which, you know, wow. Yeah. Didn't she? Was it this moment that she said something to TK? <laughs> no, she didn't say anything really in this scene. But, yeah, she didn't really say anything at this moment. But I loved this because, like, TK mm-hmm. needed this. Like, he needed yeah. to save. And right. absolutely love. So then we get a Also, flat. I feel like even <clears throat> if you don't have... Like, it wasn't like he lost his mom on his watch or something. It wasn't an accident they responded to or something. But, mm-hmm. like, it still applies that, like, when you lose someone, sometimes you need saving a life to kind of jolt you. Right. Exactly. Uh, particu- <clears throat> particularly for these um, for first responders because yeah. they try to save lives, they lose a lot, but they also save a lot. And you kind of remember what your purpose is when you finally save another one. So right, yeah, right. So then, so moving on, we get this scene where it's a flashback of TK. He's you know they're on the plane to rehab. He's in the bathroom during some turbulence. The bottles fall off <laughs> into the toilet. <laughs> Only one of them did, or two of them did. I don't think <laughs> like they all did. Two of them they did. all didn't. Um, or at least one. I actually yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously the captain says, you know, please come go back to your seats. You know, put your seatbelts on because there's some turbulence. And the flight attendant kind of knocks on the door. He's like, sir. But he like grabs all the bottles, even the ones that fell in the toilet. Um, and Which I was going, oh, God. Um, like, I mean, the germaphobe least... in me was like. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Oh, like, I, I was yes, like it's gross, but like it could be worse. And also like everyone's like ignoring the fact that like he's desperate at this point. He wants to Oh yeah, it doesn't matter to him. But yeah, us were like, oh god, no. I don't um, yeah, like he's not thinking, oh, this fell in the toilet. I shouldn't right. put this in my mouth. I mean he right. no, no. But see, mm-hmm. me as like a religious and spiritual person, I'm like, this is literally a sign. Yeah, you're kind so, of having someone going nudge nudge me you yeah. shouldn't do this hello mm-hmm. uh but he ignored that um <laughs> so he goes back to his seat and just as gwen's waking up and he kind of leaned over and like popped a piece of gum in his mouth um so of course she sees that and kind of interrogates him as to why she's he's doing that she's like what were you doing in the bathroom did you bring drugs on the plane he's like no you did everything short of a body cavity search before we got on she's like, maybe i should have done that <laughs> I know. I love that line oh because it's just like the sass. The sass. I just, uh, TK. Like, you start learning, like, between Owen and Gwen, you start learning how TK became the guy he is. Oh, yeah, yep. for sure. Yep. And I like. And I feel like this is the first real true representation of Gwen we've gotten. Right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because everything else was clouded with drama. Now we just have her mm-hmm. being a mom. And yeah. so we see how TK got it from her yeah yeah and then tk's you know tells her he's like well what do you think's gonna happen when we get to california do you think i won't be able to find a score within 10 minutes you can't save me mom and she's like i know that but she's like i'm gonna try she's like she yeah, can't bear yeah. the thought of losing her own being at her own son funeral right it's like oh yeah, uh, yeah. like it's hard <laughs> All to in lose the field. Parent, yeah. but for a parent to lose their child no child should it's ever have something to bury their children mine. so be before we really get much into Gwen and TK, you know, we go back to Owen and um, TK on the plane and the, uh, Guinevieve or Genevieve is stabilized um, and they're getting ready. They've decided they're going back to Austin. Yeah, I don't um, even think it was like their decision. It was just like the... It was the closest airport. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah, exactly. they hadn't been yeah. in the air long when it happened. Exactly. Um, I know. They, they've probably only been in the air maybe 20 minutes. That's about yeah. my estimate, if that. Mm-hmm. They yeah. wouldn't have been far out at all. Yeah. Um, right. So TK, you know, kind of says, Dad. And then Owen's like, yes, son. And TK's like, I lied. I'm like, oh. He's like, I lied about what I was doing on the ambulance when you found me. And Owen's like, TK, we don't have to do this right now. And, and But TK keeps going because he's like, I got to confess this. And he's like, it was fentanyl. I had two vials of fentanyl in my hand when you found me. I was going to steal it and get so high that nothing mattered. And I was ready. And I would have done it if you didn't find me. Owen's like, well, I did find you. And you could see like TK starting to cry and like he's getting all choked up. This this made me flash back to the first episode when TK said like, I'm... Because in this next line, TK says, I can't believe I was going to do that to mom. I'm so sorry, dad. And that made me flash back to like their episode and like the first episode or more like their scene in the first episode when yeah. after he had overdosed. Yeah. And you I, wanna, were you trying to kill yourself? And then, yeah. well, no, but also the, like when he first revived from, you know, mm-hmm. basically being dead, he was like clutching his dad going, I'm so sorry. Like exactly what I was exactly what I was saying. But like both scenes have quite a few parallels. So you can make so many parallels. Mm -hmm. You can make so many parallels. Like the one thing I think about with Gwen in this episode is in um, Do Away when 
Gwen was saying when they didn't know where TK was, like, I swear to God, if I find him in some alley, like, that made me flash back to, oh that God. made me think about that. In That's this true, because she did. Like, she found oh. him, like, an alleyway. That uh, hurts more now. <laughs> sorry, guys. Right? Sorry. I'm not trying to. Oh, no, anything. this is an entire, like, no. fest here. Let's yeah. and I, grab the I cookies, love- everyone. And I love Owen's response to that was, hey, everything's going to be okay. And then, like, he reaches out and TK takes his hand and, like, they're holding on really tight. It's like a grounding measure as they are going down. Right. Because at this point, the pilots are trying to land. Trying to land with one engine down ain't easy, okay? And so they're going down uh, and they're still smoking. So the plane Mm -hmm. is not stable. And honestly, you see nothing of the pilots at this point. But I admire the pilots in that episode and the real-life pilots who have navigated situations like this and been Mm -hmm. able to bring down their planes safely. And I feel for the pilots that have tried to do the same thing and they haven't managed to do it. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, And, like, you know... Yeah. It, it hits hard because this is a situation that's happened a lot yeah. and so I, I admire anyone who's able to fly those to begin with and then navigating this because yeah. this is not easy right and kind of in the same thing we we flip to seeing carlos at the airport watching the news as the plane and you kind of see the plane um and then we've got the 126 watching as well by now you know they've passed on the news to everybody um i yeah. see you know we see a moment where uh, nancy's kind of nervous and mateo grabs her hand for comfort oh my um, god okay and I'm just like, like what <laughs> okay see this is the thing people are like once that happened some people are like oh my god i ship it and i'm like no absolutely no oh, okay like if i might ship like i ship mateo and marjan less but i still don't mm-hmm. ship mateo and nancy Here's I, I think this was a comfort move. This was comfort. This was like this is their family. Right. Like that's why. Like everyone was taking comfort. Like Paul and Marjan, I believe, were taking comfort. Judd was taking comfort. And Tommy, they were taking comfort in each yeah. other. There were lots of people taking comfort. Just because he grabbed her hand doesn't mean it was mm-hmm. like this like romantic, like, oh, they're gonna get right. together type thing. Like, no. Like, like no, is it anybody. impossible? Maybe not, because they did put an emphasis <laughs> in showing that. Oh, yeah. But I will not believe it until they do it, just simply because I think it was pure comfort. Mm-hmm. That's um, not happening. So we're the one twenty six is not dating. Like Paul and Marjan are brothers, right. brother and sister. Every yeah. everyone. Yeah, I don't is want inter dating. I don't want inter dating. Exactly. No. Right. Okay. And so, I, and I love that moment, like of seeing it, because we're getting the flash of like, you know, the one twenty six, Judd and Tommy and Mateo and Nancy and Marjan and Paul, and then we see, you know, obviously we had Owen and TK, and then we have Carlos, and then. You also get a flash of them landing in California in the flashback with uh, Gwen and TK. And then I, it comes back to like Owen and TK, like holding their hands super tight. This is the Owen TK content we've needed. Yeah, We have been begging for, for this so long. We didn't really get it in the second season. We were deprived of it. Um, and this is the first time we've really gotten it in these two seasons. Like some nice. really quality time content. Mm-hmm. And thank you. We finally yes. did. Can we not stop now? Like give us more. Right. Yeah. 
and Carlos was looking out the window for the plane. Like, yes, with other people, too. Like, there were other people that were waiting on, I would say, their loved ones. So my, yeah, so my... And anyone waiting in the port for a flight, they would have been, right? Like, anyone waiting there for a flight, they would have been watching because they're watching, you know, the news is showing the smoking plane had trying to land. They're watching with their own two eyes the smoking plane trying to land. And, like, you can feel everyone just going, what if this doesn't work? Right. What if well, they and my my head cannon is because I, I I don't remember if the su- scene with Carlos on the phone was shown. I don't think it was. So I think it was cut out, and I think that was the scene where he realized. So the news I think got a wind of the accident before they saw it at the airport. So I think um, that was cut. Carlos just randomly on the phone, like waiting to go on the flight, the next flight to New York, not realizing See, I what have he was a, doing. And no, I have a memory of it being in there. I don't was think it? It was. I may be wrong, but I have a memory of well, it was in the it was in the trailer, but it I don't think it was in the actual no, show. I think it was I'm pretty See, I I'm thought like... I thought it was before they went to the fire station scene. No, I don't and I'm then... like ninety-nine percent sure that it wasn't in the episode just because I'm just pretty certain. I think it. it was just like Carlos walking around the airport I'm not remember talking to somebody. Yeah, and I've also watched... saw the news clip, you know, at the same time, the 126 is, and that's how he ends up at the window. Cause like, how would he end up at the window watching it without knowing? So he yeah. had to have seen it. I'm not sure, but that's kind of what, where I'm kind of trying to piece some things together. But thankfully yeah. the plane lands safely. And, you know, obviously the 126 is happy. Everyone at the airport is cheering. Carlos is like breathing. He's again. about to collapse <laughs> again. Oh uh, my god. TK, relax. TK and Owen, like, relieved by this thing. Like, everyone is relieved, but, like, then again, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, everybody on the outside, I mean, doesn't know what's going to happen. So, oh, yeah. I you mean, don't know. here's the thing is, before, like, a couple of weeks ago, I really got into reading about plane crashes. Um, and I'd started because I've been watching some old. Uh, Britain's Got Talent reruns and um, there had been a girl who had gone on there um, with pretty pretty badly burned um, with some pretty bad burn scarring who was one of only two survivors out of 109 passengers in a flight that had crashed in um, I want to say Nigeria but I may be wrong where that was and she one of only two survivors and it was, they had started, because of something happening on the roads, they had started, the um, people of this country, I literally cannot remember if it was Nigeria or not, so I'm just saying country broadly, um, had started putting their school kids on flights to go to school, and so most of the victims were also children. Um, but mm. I, that is how I got off the spiral of reading, and I remember one thing watching this landing that came to mind, I knew they wouldn't I knew they would land successfully. I knew that they'd be fine. Just partially timing of the episode. I The plane wasn't supposed to be the main part of it, which made did not make sense until the actual episode happened. Uh, but I did have like a memory. I had read about one crash that they had actually, they'd hit the ground because they had managed to come into the airport they hit it on, but everyone is fine until they hit a bunker of some sorts. 
And that's when everything went down. And so I was watching the landing. I'm like, okay, I know they're not going to, but please don't do any complications. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, don't be me. Don't go down these spirals because you have everything running in your head <laughs> of what could go wrong. Right. Um, um, yeah. Because all of these crashes that I've been reading about were ones where like very few or no people survived. And so my brain's just going, oh, no. <laughs> Even if logically I know it's not going to happen. Right. Don't be well, me, y'all. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, that's it's definitely tough. And and the scene is this, the scene that we're about to talk about is the what got me. So we flash back again to Gwen and TK getting off the plane in California. They're walking towards what looks like an exit. There's three chauffeurs standing out. There's a couple of chauffeurs waiting with signs, and there's one that says Strand. So it's waiting for TK, and he realizes that Gwen's not moving all the way. Um, as he's leaving and she's she's like wait you're not coming and she goes you know um she's gone as far as she can go um but she, when she uh, when he walks through the clinic doors she wants him to do it on his own and yeah, yeah. he's like well maybe we could go get dim sum you know something like that and um she's like you know they recommend that you go straight there because obviously if you stop there's a chance that you won't get back in the car and things like that oh yeah um, and yeah. tk's like yeah. I don't know if I can do this without you. And Gwen says, you're stronger than you know, and she'll always be with him. That's what I told my mom when she got sick again was, I don't know if I can do this without you. And she said, we're going to get through this. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm always going to be with you. And that got me in this episode as much as the whole episode got me. Oh, yeah. That moment. Because I'm like, and I think, I think this would have been something like along the lines of Tim, you know, this is like him saying goodbye. Because then he kind of like, bargains with like does he go does he not go and then he decides to like turn and go and then as he turns back around to look Gwen's not there anymore yeah that that really hit me because I didn't really notice that the first few times I watched it I only really watched it um or I only really noticed it after and that really hit me it was just like so this see these scenes like I know they're flashbacks but you could also really just take them as like TK like dreaming or thinking about these moments which he mm-hmm. is right. and i even like the moment when like they're like gwen's not moving and like gwen says that he has to do it for himself right like he she wanted him yeah. to do yeah. it and here's the thing like if you she had kind of in a good way strong harmed him into this but yeah. If you truly strong arm someone into something, it won't work as well because they're not doing it under their own power. And I think she realized that she got him as far as he needed to go. But then she was like, it's not going to be the same if I just make you go there. Right. Which like from this point, you have to take those final steps. Right. And I like that because kind of what I was saying earlier about like, her forcing him was probably not the best idea and i know she had Mm -hmm. to get him there and like he did go Mm -hmm. with her so Mm -hmm. obviously in the back of his head he knows that's something he has to do but i Mm -hmm. liked how i think i think at the end he or at the beginning sorry i completely interrupted but this is like my (laughs) train of thought is that i think at first he was doing it because he didn't want to disappoint his mom like he couldn't do that but i think yeah. by that point she was doing it don't do it for me right you gotta do yeah. it for you. yeah and like yeah well, like, and- so he's doing it for himself and like she got him here so now it's right. his turn to kind of take control and i also want to right. note that like 
this whole like this like idea of like his mom bring him to rehab is actually like, written off of Tim Minear's like own experience of his mom mm-hmm. bringing him to rehab like his mom yeah. said that like you have to like go this far yourself you need right. to do this for yourself which I actually love yeah. like that's that because like the stories that come from real life are the most meaningful mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. and I I really like that that you know because there is meaning to that and and the only way to truly get help is if you ask for help and by TK walking in those doors on his own, he's asking for help. He's not being forced by somebody else. And I really liked, um, the, like when Owen, and he was confessing to Owen, he's all upset. And he's like, I can't believe I almost did that to mom. It's like, just, just how much Gwen fought to get him as far as she did. You know, so see, my guess is after he got clean that one time, the slip up in season one was the first time he'd slipped up and last time since then yeah and like that had been that had also been the time he wasn't thinking straight you know he had just had the failed proposal with the clown face that shall not be named um (laughs) (laughs) like that he was under extreme duress yeah. I feel like this time he actually may have felt more guilty because yes, he wasn't thinking straight, but he may have I feel like he may have had slightly more control over himself this time and was almost maybe not a logical decision because he wasn't really thinking straight, but a slightly more controlled decision. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this would have been time where he had really would have thought he failed her, especially since he just lost her right yeah so like that hits <laughs> right yeah so you know they're back at the airport now um owen and tk obviously they're getting off the plane the paramedics are there waiting to take the woman and there's all this thing so obviously they have to talk to everybody and so it's I'm, the way they showed in the show it seemed like just a few minutes but i think it was more like maybe 20 30 minutes like in between landing and like we see owen and tk on the tarmac and then you know tk talks to owen he's like do you think she'll ever forgive us because they realize that there's probably not any way they're going to make it to the funeral and owen's yeah. like i think she'd understand well, um, she and, would. right oh she and then, would and then owen kind of looks up and he goes i'll go take care of things and he kind of motions behind him and tk turns just as carlos is running out at him oh, oh my god full speed guys like come on that reunion Oh my god! Of course she is. He's like, like, oh my god. like then, literally, it's like but, everything. And then Carlos, I, you know, he, like he says, he's like, I didn't, you know, he's upset because he did, he didn't think he'd ever see TK again. And he's like, I was like, thinking, I'm the one who put him. I'm the on one the that flight. put him on the plane. Oh. Um, and, and so and then, like, like, so there's that know. guilt there that he's he's blaming himself because he's the one that got him those tickets to go on that flight. Yeah, um, which and then. <sighs> Yeah, which like, is absolutely not something he should have been blaming himself for. Right. How was he supposed to know exactly? Right. Um, yeah. See this. This compared to other things, like it seemed like less blaming, even though he was like, "I'm the one that put him on the plane." But like, I don't know. It was just sweet. I and feel then, like, like I feel like he would have been able to like go after that, you know, since mm-hmm. TK was safe. But if something had happened and TK hadn't mm-hmm. been safe, he never would have forgiven himself. Right. So it's yeah. just one of those things. He'll he'll be able to move past now. Yeah. Well, but and, and TK's like, I'm, now. you know, TK's like, I'm okay. It's okay. He's calming him down. And then like Carlos kind of pulls back and he looks like, oh my god, what? And he sees the blood on TK's shirt. And he's so like, he had it's a not my blood. It's not mine. 
right. So he's freaking out thinking TK got hurt and realizes it's not him. So TK assures him, it's like, it's not my blood. It's okay. He's like, I'm okay. He's like, you're okay. So they hug again. It's just like, just your tip. Like, I love it. It's like, it's the reunion we needed a long ass time ago. Um, yes, but the just the way they're Charles holding each other and, you know, comforting each other. It reminded me a little bit of, you know, 212 when TK's comforting Carlos. Um, but at this moment, I think it's kind of both of them, you know, comforting each other. Yeah. And, well, yeah. yeah. It also yeah. made me think a little bit three, four as well. Just because you mm-hmm. know that, like the the relief that right. was the yeah. thing that made me yeah. think. Because oh, before yeah. there was a relief, you know, TK woke up and yeah. they know they're going to figure their stuff out. But by this point, like they're like, okay, we'll figure it out. Um, and right. here is the relief of yeah. you got off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did kill you. That kind of that yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, but like Carlos seeing like the blood on the shirt and thinking it's his and be like, oh my god, what? what uh yeah. and like to gave me like it's not my blood it's not me it's not my blood okay okay i'm okay <laughs> and like them holding each other and then right. like of course the woman gets wheeled out and so tk goes over there and she yeah. says your mom your mama's gonna be so proud of you and owen says she already is and i'm like oh. and i this a lot of people have mentioned this it's kind of like this kind of reminds a lot of people of 110 with that woman and i'm like i see it i see it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yes the bus scene yeah. yes exactly then i like i like how that was like, like a very quick moment like they put mm-hmm. it in there but it wasn't like uh too long it was just a quick mm-hmm. moment because then we get like Owen and TK going back over to where Carlos is standing and Owen's just like what do you want to do and TK's just like kind of want to remember mom and Owen's just like always and TK's like I mean like right now how does I ch- how, how does Chinese food sound for you guys <laughs> and I was just like oh and last scene that. of the episode Owen, TK, and Gwen have Chinese food so this is like I would assume like i was she, so confused at first i'm just gonna she, say when she first got to austin this i would assume is that within the first couple months mm-hmm. it was a little confusing because you're like what, right. where's carlos mm-hmm. the first time you watch it, it but then that's what i thought I was like, and carlos? then you see gwen and you're like, and then like what i i, I, I wasn't sure if she was there as like a figment of tk's imagination and oh, but then God. owen interacted with her and i'm like is everyone kind of going psychotic here or something? Like, <laughs> no, see, I yeah, pieced so it, it together very, yeah. very quickly. Yeah, it's definitely a flashback to so just after she came to Austin the first time. Yeah, because like yeah, the way I, I did, talking, I did not get it until you two said it, and that yeah. was like, oh, it. it was just like the way she was talking about it, it was very like I'm new around here kind of thing. It wasn't like. It wasn't like it was easy to for me, and like this is probably very easy to piece together. Like it took like a moment of like, huh? But then I was like, yeah, this is a flashback. Yeah. I just never considered that they would put in a flashback from this time period. Mm-hmm. But like in retrospect, it sort of makes sense. So like that's why I was so lost. Was that it I was a goodbye like, scene? Um, it was a goodbye scene by showing like the beginning of us knowing Gwen. Right. So. Closure. I loved it. <laughs> uh, it's... The acting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the acting in this damn episode was so good. 
yeah right. like phenomenal but like i don't know about you guys but after seeing this episode i still have like a bit i have a billion more questions oh, yeah because oh, yeah. i i have a Plenty. lot of questions about like tk i have i have so many things i am wondering and i know a lot of fans about also saying the same thing they have they have even more questions like this this whole like just everything that happened like the backstory that we did get i have so many questions about that i, I um long i feel like we're getting like i know we're gonna get for um maybe a tk begins kind of thing I, like police like i feel like this was a good like it's like a good start but i have more questions i want to know more i, I want to see how we started on the drug path to begin with yeah i want to know more of owen's background with tk like surrounding the drugs thing because obviously he knew about it but like i i want to see a broader yeah. scope because this was yeah. all about showing tk's relationship with gwen yeah. so let's let's see like a broader view of things yeah plus like i don't think it like obviously i think that like you know he was this is 2017 when he when we're at this point in the flashbacks he's 23 24 i don't think it started here i think it started much earlier mm-hmm. oh he just definitely. hit it easier and just got to a point where it just was worse yeah this is when it starts snowballing and getting out of hand so yeah. i think and obviously they already knew about it mm-hmm. it yeah. just hadn't been addressed until then and so this right. was like okay found yeah. you in like uh a drug house right. and okay. this is it yeah exactly uh yeah i love this episode i guess like final thoughts um the one like there's so many connections you can make with this episode which is what i love mm-hmm. um the one thing I like is we have like Gwen's now we have Gwen's story with like TK's addiction. And then also, you know, starting the show, we had Owen, um, mm-hmm. Owen's version of that. So I feel like we have like the two versions at this point. Yeah. Obviously, like I think we'll get more and I and I want more. I have so many questions, like I just said. Um, yeah. but like now there are so many things in this episode, like first of all first of of many things like i totally understand now why rodan was saying the plain stuff was the calm stuff in the episode i had no idea why i had no idea what we're gonna walk into i was like how can that be the calm stuff and then i watch it and i'm like oh yeah that was calm like the plain stuff was barely there yeah like that yeah i was like i don't know what see i the my my viewpoint going into the episode is, is like if that is a calm stuff i'm very concerned about what we're gonna see happen right but the, the, the thing stuff. they did was that they didn't over top the plane stuff like they didn't do a huge climatic plane and then do everything else so much more dramatic as well they right. did the plane calmly mm-hmm. and then they just lifted everything up a few more notches and right. Would I have loved to have seen something a little more dramatic for the plane? Yes, but not in this episode. With everything else, it would have been too much. Just in general, would I love to see something slightly more dramatic for the plane? Of course. But in this episode, I get why they didn't do it. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah, also, like, I've seen plane crashes too much on TV shows, so I don't know if I'd want something, like, super overdone and dramatic. Yeah. 
it's kind of like that's, overdone but yeah. that's just that's just how i look at it but yeah. this episode was definitely i liked it i loved it i think there's a lot of great elements to it i'm glad we got some tarlos i'm glad we got some more tk and owen stuff i'm glad we got tk and gwen stuff um definitely bummed that you know we lost gwen you know and lisa edelston is an amazing actress she did amazing in this episode the series and you know there's a you know we may she may come back in a flashback for tk or something later on so she might not be gone forever and you know obviously in present day she is but <laughs> yeah it's like people <laughs> being like mm, they did say that gwen could come back i'm like yeah in a flashback right. or in a dream you do yeah. you really it's like gwen's gonna cover out and haunt right. the 126 <laughs> my gosh that would be amazing but no um for me i to i to be honest i did debate on watching this um you know this this obviously touches close to home for me losing both my my dad in july of 2021 and then my mom in 2014 so definitely like hit losing you know my mom and i were like super close my dad was and i were too but um I was just in a like when my mom back passed away, it was like super sudden. I mean, my dad was too, gosh, I guess both of them were. So it was tough for me to like, think about like watching this, but um, it was really well done. And I think it honored Gwen and Lisa and Ronan did amazing. I knew he would like there. I had no doubt that oh, he would yes. be amazing. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I love Owen and TK content. So I'm glad we got some of that. I'm glad we got, you know, Raphael and Ronan content. Um, Carlos content and Rodan said yes. Carlos is endgame. Not that I was concerned or I didn't right. think so. I just wanted yes. to be um put out there for the dumbasses yes. that don't think they're endgame. Carlos <laughs> is endgame, period. I just went the full uh, I just want to say it for those who didn't hear it in the back. <laughs> did, did you guys really say it expect- louder? Carlos is endgame. <laughs> did you guys really expect anything else anything less from me because um i think we all could agree that i'm just like very tarlos uh crazy for usual oh yeah same um <laughs> yeah so i don't know i think this was a good episode i definitely like i'm like once we talk about the promo for next week we got another like big one so i was like we're, we're not gonna get to relax much for long yeah yeah um, i'm like but, great. yeah so it's but yeah this is 308 was definitely awesome um definitely mm-hmm. emotional definitely shed some tears i don't normally do that for shows so good one on you for lone star hitting the hitting the <laughs> the feels in the right way i guess um but yeah so fan thoughts I know we have some. Oh, we have a ton of fan thoughts. Um, <laughs> but of course, you guys, I know you guys. Do you want to know your TJ thoughts first? Of course. Of course. Oh, we love course. TJ. So TJ's final thoughts on the episode. Um, I'm glad we still have him at and so as I think what he meant to say. Felt super bad for TK. I mean, Rodan really killed it. Love Carlos flying into each other's arms. Carlos Carlos's little breakdown and wearing for tk after he saw blood really enjoyed lisa's acting as well it just still kind of strikes me so to believe so that she's gone i felt like it was kind of a uh, kind of good to indicate tk almost relapsing 
but like i don't know not sure how i feel about it next episode oh my god not paul that's all i have to say for right now (laughs) (sighs) oh yeah that's the mood um yeah we got a ton 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 emotional episode yes um Mm -hmm. love the tarlo scene but was scared you don't know what the writers have been thinking right that's fair um holy crap holy uh, holy cow i cried like a baby the whole time it was emotional yeah that's relatable um intense but not in the way i was expecting and i do not consider this tk's or or origin story very good touching but i still don't understand completely why they killed off Ben. okay i agree with this and i like this comment because i do not consider this tk's origin story because it's like people being like oh this is tk's origin story this was not enough to be an origin story this is it's not the origin of anything we got dumped in the middle exactly right and like it only scratched on the surface of the addiction and that kind of stuff. Honestly, yeah. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If they're going to give us a TK origin story, that's going to have to be like five episodes because there is a lot there. Mm-hmm. And it would have to start when he's a child. The right, start yeah. when he was an adult. Origin yeah. stories don't really do that. So, um, no, this yeah. is not an origin story. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love seeing more of TK's past and how it still affects him, even though mm-hmm. he's been clean a while. I'm glad Carlos wasn't on the plane that that was father-son moment. Yeah, I agree because if Car- this is why I didn't want Carlos to be there and a lot of people didn't like me saying this. I was like, we need the strand men. We don't need Carlos right. to be thrown in there. Like, another time we can have them all on a plane together. That'd be great. But this time, we really, it was dire to have like TK um, and Owen stuff. Right. So good. My heart broke for tk and the tarlos hug at the end mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Oh, yes. um emotional super intense and sad and it was hard to see how bad tk's ad- addiction really was um the cast split out of the water of course um a lot of people cried a lot per usual <laughs> a lot of people were oh, like, yes i cried so much i was tired after yep Mm. um the, oh my god ronan's acting was incredible of course um agreed mm-hmm. see what's funny with me hearing all of these um you know i cried a lot i didn't actually cry i, I teared up once and that's yeah. when the plane was going down like when it was making its landing Mm-hmm. when you hit me like emotional scenes of music you know that is where i cracked in 304 right. <laughs> that's where i cracked and this is where i cracked here because that's where i teared up but i was like crying inside in some scenes but i <laughs> didn't actually shed any tears and i'm like yeah. and i, I, yeah, I feel so of, cold right and speaking of that i think a lot of people were really upset that the moment between tk and owen and the landing scene had background music i think i saw a couple of comments about wishing that yeah they didn't like people didn't like that like it ruined it i was like it did not ruin it that made it even better that's just my opinion you know what it would have been if um they didn't put music over it it would have just been like the sounds of the plane landing and it's being super loud and annoying and you wouldn't have heard there was no dialogue in that part 
they were just sitting right. there holding each other. It, it you would have been... had constant sound changes going from the people in the fire station, the people yeah. in the airport, and then the people on the plane. Because you would have had people on the plane who were acting very upset because they were all scared. Right. Um, that would have been sensory overload in a way. Because yep. trying to keep up tr- with everything going on. No, that's not how you feel. That is not how you organize that type of scene. Um, right. So, like, I, I totally respect that's how someone thinks, you know, that maybe some people would prefer it that way. Uh, I do not think it would have been a good scene at all if they had done that. I agree. It, it would have it ruined the emotional impact of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, just the last few. Um, TK is beautiful. That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Agreed. Uh, yes. His journey with mental illness is um, heartbreaking to watch but i feel less alone with my battles mm. i like that because like, i love it ronan would love alone. hearing that no you, you are, are not, not alone. alone oh yeah yeah there's yeah. one advantage in being in a world with like seven billion people um there's always someone who's going through the same thing as you right yeah also like like we all struggle with some sort of mental health in our own ways like everyone yeah. does so like you can mm-hmm. always know especially around here like there's always somebody to talk to somebody to connect to and especially with lone star like i think lone star does a good job um showing stories that people can connect to which mm-hmm. is, honestly for myself is why i've always connected strongly with lone star yeah yeah and stuff so yeah mm-hmm. sad and shocking and the last one um early episode you could definitely feel the emotions that that is that is for sure like i was feeling emotions like the all of the times i watched it i think, I think the for me the takeaway is like ronan did awesome and we yeah i think i think even ronan said favorite when ntk scene favorite owen and tk scene and like in the past would be coming up and i think this episode definitely has some of those in it so. oh yes for sure um so promo for 309 um was interesting so paul is at the doctor and the doctor's telling him that he has a heart condition um apparently that he didn't know about and the doctor's saying that if he continues in the job he's doing he will probably be dead by 50 because the demands of the job yeah um and marjan's with him he's thankful he's not by himself Um, yeah like this is very like Mm. and i'm like wow talk about left field i mean relatable (laughs) yeah yeah um and then we see you know it it seems like we see a couple of scenes of like him having some bad dreams or nightmares of like yeah getting hit or getting hurt or getting hurt at work or getting run over by the fire truck this was my like internal for this episode when i saw the promo i was like maybe i'm thinking of a different show i'm pretty sure i am I might be thinking a different show or my brain is just like thinking about this episode but I was like there are some people that are scared for when they hurt a certain when they hit a certain age mm-hmm. and so I think I watched a show one time where somebody was like afraid of hitting like 40 or something and they were having nightmares about it and then like something happened and I'm just like this is where my brain is going for this episode like Paul is like having nightmares about like whatever dying or something so maybe that's why he goes to the doctor i don't know right. maybe marjan convinces him to go because i feel like so that's the only thing she I, would do 
I remember reading a fanfic a oh while boy. ago, a very <laughs> long time ago. It wasn't this random at all, um, but it was like one character who was like afraid of reaching 45 because like his father and his grandfather had both died at 45. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that happen in shows though. Just like, yeah. you know, you see that. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, it, not quite not exactly the same thing, but if you think about it, 911 actually has a parallel here because um, remember Hen's classmate whose oh, mother yeah. and grandmother had both died due to some some medical condition. They'd gotten breast um, cancer and died before they had, was it? By was 30 that what something? it was? I thought it was something, something like, like 32, that. I think. 32, 34. Uh, she, she, I think she said she wanted to live past 35. Right. Um, and so that's why she like had basically all she of so, her female yeah. reproductive organs removed. Like she she had like massive surgeries because she wanted to be the woman in her family of the past thirty five. And it's something that's touched on a lot. And yeah. so you know, obviously this is a little off track. We don't know that's exactly what's happening here with Paul or anything. But right. he, um, I mean, I hardly think we're going to be losing Paul, like, as oh, uh, no. a member oh, of the no. cast or anything. I- I'm not saying done. I'm not saying that. I don't think, but what I'm saying is I don't think he's going to quit. So I'm going to be very right. interested. Well, yeah, we're all Doesn't he have a surgery? Isn't that, like, part of Well, in episode 10, he apparently yeah. has yeah. surgery. But let's go back to this. Promo. Let's go back to this, yes. Because <laughs> yeah. there, there are some questions that are co- already coming up that will be answered, sort of. Right. Um, but then, of course, we have Grace, like, you know, answering an I won't call. And then we have a female in her 30s under some shelving units in, like, a yeah. grocery store or whatever. And um, someone's just like, okay, let's get to work. And then so Paul tries to, like, lift like one of the shelving units and martian's just like paul what are you doing and paul paul is um telling martian later that he'd rather die a firefighter than any other way mm-hmm. and um then paul looks like he's having a heart attack at home and then martian right. kicks down his door and is giving him cpr and telling him please don't die right yeah so yeah and then in 310 it's there's the synopsis says paul has surgery so yeah i it's this is gonna be an interesting episode because i'm like they couldn't have given us one week <laughs> i know right, <laughs> right? like oh i swear to god like we know paul nothing's bad gonna happen to paul but i'm also like what the hell <laughs> why mm-hmm. why the lone star why you know what? I feel like nine's going to end in a cliffhanger. I swear to God. Okay, I don't care because it's a week, and um, we know Paul's not going to die. They can't do that to us. See, I thought that like his health scare because there had been a hint early in the season that he would have a health scare. I thought it was going to be more mental than physical, but now it seems like it's physical because of you know the heart <laughs> attack and stuff. Right. And I'm like, hmm. Uh, I'm very curious, like, where did this heart condition come from? Like, mm-hmm. is it from, like, being hypothermic? Is it, like, something they never discovered? Which is possible. Yeah. It is possible. Well, and, and Something this, that's and, only resurfaced now? Because people would not have, if it's something that someone wouldn't have screened for because they wouldn't have the basis to look for it, because he's a young man, like, early 30s at most. A lot of people aren't looking for heart conditions at that especially since he's very physically fit 
Mm-hmm. My right, my I... one doubt is that we've not seen anything alluding to a heart condition yet. So like the idea that he is going to have like a collapse and to learn about the condition and all of that, I'm just like, this all seems a little rushed. But that could just be me. Well, I don't quote me on this, but I I have heard that long-term exposure to some of the medications that trans people have can sometimes cause heart conditions. So I'm wondering, I don't know, like, I don't know if that's what they're doing, but maybe it's going to be bringing light into that. Like, if it's like, is that something that he's going to have to grapple with? I don't know. Like, but it it wouldn't have just come up. Like, so this, I'm attached to that. Like I have one and um, it was discovered at, well, pretty much at birth, like within Mm -hmm. the first couple of days being in the hospital mostly because I was a jaundice baby so mm-hmm. that's how they figured it out but like typically like you can go through half of your life and then right. all of a sudden one pops up yeah. but it's it's kind of like not that likely mm-hmm. um but it, it very well could be that he's it's related to being hypothermic and the cold and stuff and like he's just doing a checkup from like having all that happen and that's when it pops up on the doctor's radar or something right yeah yeah very possible yeah i actually looked that up because i was curious but i'm not sure if what i'm seeing is credible enough to like be taken as fact because some people say yes some people say no for like hormone treatments giving Mm -hmm. an elevated risk so it's possible maybe but of of course it's nothing is a stroke because i have no idea exactly exactly like i'm not I'm not seeing anything that I would say is the most credible source in the right. world. I'm not seeing anything that's like fully dubious though. So I'm like, right. okay, well, like, know, it's possible. Yeah. And we also don't know Paul's full on, like how transition, like uh, how, how active his transition is because um, he did transition on the job. Well, okay. Yeah, so the one that. thing I know, because I know someone who is I actually know several people who are trans but like I know someone who just got on hormones and they will you have to take hormones for the rest of your life right oh yeah Uh, because you are constantly battling Mm -hmm. your body's natural producing let's say for trans men your Mm -hmm. body's naturally producing estrogen trans females your body's naturally producing testosterone so you need to balance that Mm -hmm. um in order to successfully maintain your transition for a time so. I was on birth control for some my, my hormone imbalance and mm-hmm. like one of the like big things was to watch out for heart you know heart conditions because of it so I, I'm I'm just throwing it out there that it's a possibility I don't know I, I think it's possible we just yeah. we also have no idea that that's right. like, what's happening here exactly so, so, so I'm like just just throwing it out there but yeah it, it's gonna be an interesting episode and I, I but I'm also excited to see some Paul and Marjan friendship stuff outside of the, the station. Please, yes. You know, we get the, the, the 126 hangs at TK and Carlos's. So we get some like outside of it, but not just them one-on-one. So for him to like ask her to go to the doctor with him is kind of a big step. So yeah, I'm curious where it's um, going. Yeah. There is that one line that I think is bullshit in the 10. Um, oh Yeah in the 10 um description and i'm kind of like uh that's drama but also i'm kind of like does the stuff happen in nine lead to that is that legit that's just where my brain is going 
Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. the, the line is talking about their friendship is over. Oh, yeah. drama. That's just yeah. like, like when that was being thrown around, I'm like, that's drama. Yeah. That's, that's, that's drama. So uh, I hope you guys didn't put your tissues away because we we'll probably need some next week too. So just, <laughs> yeah. and like, you might want to buy stock. Yeah. That would probably, you know, have a box on hand for, for, for each episode and the worst is going to be when 911 comes back and we have 911 and 911 lone star at the same time or at the same <laughs> night we're gonna like yeah oh my crazy. god just imagine ah! the grocery stores um, why are we selling out of our tissues especially on mondays <laughs> especially on a monday i mean that would make sense i love mondays oh, yes. i used to hate mondays now i love mondays me too oh yes well, thank you guys so much for joining and listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Anchor. We're also now on Amazon. So you can listen to us on Audible and um, Amazon's platform. Uh, you can also catch us on Spotify and Apple and Google Podcasts and just about anywhere else. We're on a lot of platforms now. Um, please rate us on iTunes and leave us a review. It'd mean a lot to us. You can follow the podcast on our socials at 911LS Roundup on facebook twitter and instagram and we also have a discord server that we're pretty active on lately um the link is in the description of this podcast and also in our instagram bio you guys can follow me katie at Lovatarlos on instagram and at for Lovatarlos on twitter you guys can follow me grace at ronin rathlin 911 on instagram and at sheepgirl31 on twitter and you can follow me ej at ej8302 on instagram and twitter bye, bye. bye.